All right. Uh, hello, everybody. We are back with episode 40 of Up In Your Business. We're here with Chef Billy Manzo, the owner of Federal Hill Pizza. Billy, thanks for coming. Guys, anytime. This is really cool. Appreciate you taking some time out for us. Yeah. I, love you. I love your new wall. I've been told I'm the... You're the first one. I'm the first one to look at the barn board beauty wall. <laughs> barn I think board it looks beauty. nice. Yeah, yeah it came out good. Nice little like accent wall, you know? Did you guys do that work or no? Yeah, my nice dad. Uh, my dad kind of gave us direction and oh, we were... He was the boss. Yeah, we just well, followed tell, his direction. Tell dad it came out good. I will. will <laughs> do. He'll cool. appreciate it. Good yeah. stuff. I like the color stain too. Thanks. Very, very Thanks. nice. That's very a good nice. contrast. Yeah, we've been trying to upgrade the office, you know. Slowly but surely. We'll get there eventually. It's a great yeah. country. Keep plugging, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first little thing we do here is a little segment called 20 Questions. Sure. And so they're basically like rapid fire yeah, yeah. real quick. The old psychological game. Go for it. <laughs> Warm you up. Yeah, yeah, no shit, right? Go ahead. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite snack? I like a banana. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Left. Pick a number one to ten. Five. Favorite number? Five. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite drink? Old fashioned, baby. Oh, that's me too. There you go, kid. Iced coffee <laughs> or hot coffee? Both. I like hot and cold depending okay. on the weather. I'm sorry, I coughed S- up. That's uh, okay. Steak or chicken? Chicken. Oreo or Chips Ahoy? Chips Ahoy. All right. Favorite vegetable? Broccoli. I knew it. Prefer to work from home or in an office? In an office. Okay. Clean desk or messy desk? No fucking clean desk, dude. <laughs> I have a problem. Your biggest inspiration or role model? My father. Last time you ran a mile or close? Uh, two days ago. Coolest place you've ever traveled? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, on a Capri, maybe. Okay. Where's I mean, that? It's in Italy. Italy? Okay. Yeah. First, first job ever? Oh, man, pushing carriages at Star Market in Oneyville. Favorite day of the week? I like Sunday. Okay. Favorite part of your job? Just people. Meeting cool. so many cool fucking people. That's cool. Yeah. The old-fashioned one. The old-fashioned. That's Mike's. What's your uh, bourbon? You Bullet. Bullet? Okay. Of course. I'm either that or Knob Creek. Yeah, Knob's so, good. Yeah. I like Bullet. I've gone on to this Bullet Rye. It's pretty cool, but I owned a cigar lounge for uh, 16 years. Oh, no way. So I was the first one to open up a cigar nightclub, quote, in uh, Providence okay. back in uh, <coughs> 95. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was around 16 years, so I have an, you know, I got a massive knowledge that never really goes away when, you know, single malts and bourbons and yeah. cool. uh, cognacs and scotches, cigar, 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 you know? Right. I never got into the cigars, but it's all the pairings, right? It depends yeah. on what you're smoking. Yeah. You know, a lot of it, don't hold me to this, but a lot of it's kind of like a little bit like bullshit Yeah. because people don't understand like. You know, your flavor profile, mine and his, it's three different profiles. So here I am selling you an $18 cigar and I'm like, hey, why don't you try this bourbon? And then you're sipping it going, man, I think it tastes like shit. But to me, (laughs) it tastes good and to him it tastes okay. But I can only, you can only give somebody your experience. And, um, you know, just like anything else in business, you do your homework. You know, there are heavy cigars and light cigars, medium cigars, etc. Yeah. So you don't put somebody into like, a pepper shaker of a cocktail if they're smoking like a light-skinned, they call it a Claro cigar. It doesn't make any sense. Light to light, dark to dark, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's like, you know, it's business. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. 
could go for, I mean, I guess anything you make, right? Everyone's yeah, taste buds same, are different. Yeah, and, and that's the trick, I think, of um, putting together a menu or a model for your brand or your, quote, pizza styles that I do. Um, mm-hmm. I try to, with Federal Pizza Company, where I originally uh, worked on the menu, um, I drew up the menu three years before I opened with the intention, if I ever opened a, quote, federal pizza, this is what the menu would be. Yeah, yeah. And you know how many times I probably changed it, right? It was fucking (laughs) ridiculous. But in the end, it really came down for me of how much product I was going to cross-utilize and not shrink out. So to this day, on both of my menus, Warren and Providence, avocado is the only item we use on just burgers it doesn't go on a pizza occasionally they try to throw it on like a specialty pie but avocado is the only fucking item i have on that menu that isn't used either on the burger on a fry pizza or pasta right so my walk-ins are like filled with like almost nothing (laughs) like it's like nothing got it down to a science by now well it's a numbers game yeah it's a numbers game um so why why pizza what, where where you know, did you get your I've, love for I'm pizza? very lucky. Um, my story is very different. Um, I, I was in commercial lending as a banker for a very short amount of time. I despised okay. it. It was horrible. I can imagine. I didn't have any tattoos. Hickey, <laughs> Hickey Freeman suit, blue, white, red. Mm. You know, I look like Donald Trump walking. <laughs> Navy blue suit, white shirt, yeah. red tie. Yeah, complete opposite to sucked. as of right now, right? Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Um, I was up in Nashville, New Hampshire, worked at Indian Head during a banking crisis, oh, learned an immense amount of uh, shit and numbers and banking, Yeah. got out of that, opened up my advertising agency called Take Five Communications, which I went to school with, but you guys do, yeah. media. Yeah. Okay. Editing. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was, I was doing shit on like, you know, uh, a Mac screen that weighed 30 pounds <laughs> and like I was on the wall online uh, when the wall in Germany came down. So it was like typing. It was like, are, where are you? And you're waiting like two minutes and then somebody would, resp- would respond to you. And I was on Valley Street in Providence. And I was a member of Night Rider Syndication, King Features. So these are all like the syndicated newspaper. This is when newspaper was still hot. Right, um, right. So I was affiliated on the same level uh, in literally an office half the size of what you guys have. And I was... Um, on the same, technically the same media level as the Miami Herald, Providence Journal, uh, Chicago Tribune, LA Times, oh, wow. and New York Times. So I had, I owned at that time, I was about 23 years old, uh, 24, and I owned Lilla, Linda Ellaby's column, Andy Rooney's column. I interviewed Olivia Dukakis. I interviewed everybody for my publication and my advertising agency. Yeah. And I was doing what you guys do, but on a significantly less uh, the equipment today is like sick shit so much different (laughs) i mean i was like everything was like i had wax tables and (laughs) pencil knives and all that kind of shit so you know i know what you guys do but you guys do it in about an eighth hundredth of a second quicker than we did (laughs) you know so um and we can have a couple more takes at it (laughs) as well (laughs) yeah which is really i'm jealous so um from there i opened that up and then i sold it got out of that got through all my shit in a uh, sold my Isuzu Amigo. I had literally just bought an Isuzu Amigo about uh, six months. 
decided to, once I sold the advertising agency, I dumped it, um, bought a 1978 hatchback Honda with okay. like 150, 60,000 miles on it, like this little tin can. Yeah. I sold half of my shit, threw all my stuff in the back of the Honda and contacted somebody in film industry, threw my resume out, uh, Paramount hired me like literally immediately and they go, okay, you gotta go to California. I said, wow. okay, fuck it. Got in my car. Let's go. I said, see ya. Threw two, three luggage. My car looked like a hyena. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a hyena. <laughs> um, the worst part about the trip was I left for California in the middle of summer. So it was 125 yeah. degrees with a towel on my lap, headphones that I have right now, like this, yeah, yeah. connected to a, um, a CD player. Yeah. And then you guys don't remember this, but back in the day, they had. Um, belts, battery belts. So they had a belt all full of batteries okay. that the cameramen look at you two assholes. Yeah, I, was, I'm like, <laughs> I, fucking, I know we're definitely looking at you I like, wait, you got seven you guys. Our You're like, wow, what an asshole. Our batteries are this big dick. and last all day. Guys so. are such dick. I hate you both. You're like, yeah, my battery this big. No, yeah. I'm more shocked. I have no idea what look it is. Yeah, I've never even heard of a battery. Well, we're belt. not going to educate you on your fucking podcast. <laughs> so, the, can't you guys remember seeing in black and white pictures you do jerks with the big camera <laughs> yeah, that the yeah. cameramen would put on their shoulders? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, they're like, oh yeah. So yeah. a line, <laughs> a line would run and connect into this battery pack. Okay. Just gigantic. I'm not kidding you. Like 30 yeah. pounds, 40 pounds around your waist. Jeez. So I had one of those connected to a stupid like little CD player. CD player. So it would last because I was driving like 10, uh, 10 hours a day. I right. hot rotted it. Right. And and then I had <laughs> earphones and I drove. I'll never forget this dude. I got on the uh, Theodore Roosevelt Highway, cutting through Texas, and I'm looking at a map. Remember, guys, no computer. Just like, I'm looking at this piece of paper, and I'm like, oh, wow. It goes through this little top of Texas. Yeah. It took me fucking all day to get through that one little top of Texas. Oh, my God. And it was like me and a camper. Me and a camper. And it was like we were looking at it, you going, we we're going to stick together, right? God yeah. forbid if one of us goes down the pipe, yeah. right? Because is that just the middle of nowhere? Nowhere. Fucking nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, coming from Providence? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is the most evil shit I've ever been to. <laughs> so I landed. In, uh, right before I went to California, I got called, and they said, you're going to stop and do a gig in Vegas. And I said, oh, my God, Vegas. You're going to be shitting me. Had you already been to Vegas once? Never had ever been oh, to okay. Vegas before. Cool. So I go, I call my mom and dad. I'm like, do we know anybody in Vegas? I have, like, nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, I'll be in Vegas like 10 o'clock in the morning because my last day was at like out, out in like New Mexico or some shit. Mm -hmm. I landed a cousin of a cousin of a cousin, stayed at his house, got involved, worked for Paramount Pitches, worked on the set of Casino, had a really good gig, wow. was supposed to go to Arizona and work on Sergeant Bilko. I had gotten immediately casted uh, because of contacts. And I think just to be honest with you, having a good attitude, like, sure, you know, whatever you guys need me to do, yeah. I'll do in the industry. I'm right. not going to be a, just be an easy I'm not going to be a dick. You right. know, I'm not, don't think I'm anything more than what I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I got friendly, uh, spoke, you know, De Niro, Pesci. They oh. were all very nice to me. I was going to ask you if you they were very nice. talk to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, very nice. And that's how I actually ended up falling into the cigar industry because all those guys, Frankie Vincent, uh, Joe Pesci, all those guys, they were all smoking cigars at like, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning when you have dinner. Right. Yeah. You, you know, so I was like, oh, those guys smoke cigar. I like fucking cigar once in a while. Yeah. And there was team one and team two. So I was on team two, which was all the body doubles and for Frank Vincent and 
I'm sorry, yeah, Joe Pesh and all those guys. Uh, so one night I just went to the cigar uh, shop. I bought, uh, I never forget, I never forget it. I bought four, Mac, I didn't know shit about cigars. So I bought uh, five Macanudos, Churchill's. The guy told me these are safe. I bought them on the set. And during dinner break, I saw those guys lighting a cigar. And I, was, I lit a cigar. And I walked over and, and these two absolutely inhuman looking monsters stood up big boys oh, and uh joe Pesci was like no no let the kid come let the kid come so i went i said how you doing i'm a big fan you know i see you guys smoking cigars you know i'm a cigar smoker so here yeah, before i want to you know i give you a cigar uh pretty funny you know i'm i'm telling you guys just like the tone in the movies yeah like they are not acting <laughs> they're not acting and That's he was funny. like and he looks over and he goes hey he goes hey frankie he goes uh the kid brought a cigar and he goes uh, uh yeah and he, like, he didn't give a shit. Yeah. So I gave him the cigars, and um, that kind of led to the whole cigar thing, you know, with me, That's cool. you know, getting a cigar aficionado and yeah. marking it off, drawing a line in it. And then I came back to Rhode Island for a wedding. A friend of mine was getting married, and I was supposed to go immediately to Arizona and work on Steve Martin's film, Sergeant Bilko, at the military base in Arizona. Okay. And I came back, and one of my friends said, you can't smoke a cigar. I said, why not? Everybody's like, you guys have no idea like what's going on. Like Macanudo Club, I'm a member of. I was asked to join in California. This cigar thing's gonna fucking explode. Yeah. And they said, oh, what are you talking about? You can't smoke that. I'm like, wow. If anybody opened up a cigar lounge in this town now, he'd be golden. One of my friends turns around and goes, I'll do it. I go, no, 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 I am not coming back to Rhode Island. No <laughs> fucking way. I got on a plane. I, opened, I had a cigar book because that's my personality. So I had a cigar book, opened up the book, and the first thing that I see is the history, it was on the right-hand side, uh, second paragraph down, and it said, the history of cigars comes from the Mayan language, cigar. I go, fuck, no way. I go into my pocket, take out my visa, I slid the visa across the back of the plane, like in the back chair, yeah. pull the phone out, and he goes, hello? I go, it's me, he goes, me, what? What are you doing? Where are you? I said, I'm on the plane. I said, I'm going to come back. We're going to open up the nightclub. <laughs> he goes, no way. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I said, but the name is called Sakar, and it's in the Mayan oh, language. Gotcha. It means smoke. Ugh, I go, okay, see ya. I hung it up, got back, brought all my shit back, opened up Sakar on Atlas Avenue in 95 and a half, 96-ish, 95. It never looked back. So the you brand think was a home run. By you being out west, you kind of beat the yeah. Oh, the by, coolness of by it coming six back. months. No way. Within six months, well, to make you laugh, what happened was I turned. This is like no joke. I turned the key. He was working another job, so I turned the key. Had a smoking jacket on, you know, the whole image. <laughs> yep. I turned around and walked back to the POS system, which was a register back then. Yeah. And um, a guy walks in, and he goes. He had a suit on, and I'm not kidding you. I turned the key. Open. Walk back to the register. A guy walks in five minutes later. Not 10 minutes later, five minutes later. And he goes, I'm looking for, and he opens up his, and he's got a piece of paper, and he goes, I'm looking for Billy Manzo. I go, I'm Billy Manzo. He goes, how you doing? I'm your friend, I'm your uh, Arthur Ivorone, your uncle. I'm his dear friend. We're in the insurance company together, insurance right. business. I need some cigars for a couple of clients. Right. I said, okay. He goes, uh, oh, wow, you're a humidor. I go, yeah, it's a humidor. I walk him in. I go, what are you, and remember that, I really didn't know. I was learning. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, what are you looking for? He goes, well, I, uh, oh, I've seen this. I knew that. 
I go, okay, wh- what can I get you? He goes, um, give me that box, that box, that box, and that box. I went, holy shit. First, whole box first fucking sale ever was like 900 bucks. Oh my God. And I went, oh my God. I sold it. The first ring out of my register, I called my mother. I called my father. <laughs> I called Bye, Max. everybody. Bye, Max. Nice seeing you, brother. Nice <laughs> see you, Max. So, <laughs> think pizza, brother. So, one thing leads to another, and I call my partner. I'm like, you're never going to believe this. This is unbelievable. First ring ever. It was like 890s, whatever it was. Yeah. And um, the rest is history. It oh, went man. unbelievable. And then the pizza thing fell into it. Because the state really was breaking my balls to do food with booze. So I'm curious. Sorry to interrupt no, you. No, uh, don't. Don't worry about it. That's why we're here. The location of the cigar lounge. Corner of Dean and Atwell's Avenue. Little hole in the wall. It's is a, there it's some... A, what's there yeah, now? Yeah, there's a... Um, I think there's like a hookah bar there. Oh, okay. Little hole in the wall. All like right. this place was no more than 700 square feet. Because there's a small cigar place on Atwell's now. Um, yeah, it's down the street. I forget um, what the name of it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget. But, but it's, yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a hookah place. So there, there. it's a hookah place there now. I was That's literally right. at the intersection of Dean and Atwell's. So we moved to where um, there's a sushi place. Um, I moved to mm-hmm. a bigger spot, and um, Nami Sushi is oh, yeah. there oh, now. Okay. Well, that was my spot for 16 years. Okay. Um, I was there. The state was all over me, really harassing me, literally harassing me. And then um, I started doing a hot dog. I did a hamburger. I did all sorts of stupid shit. Yeah. And then my mom and dad said, listen, why don't you do pizza? Didn't you do pizza in Vegas? Uh, because I'm not, a, like, I'm not a gambler and I don't party. Like I'm boring. <laughs> so in between film and having like a week off, that film took eight months to film. So every like three weeks, they would take a week off. So some guys would go back to South Philly. Denario, Bobby Denario was going back to New York. And everybody was, then they'd come back and shoot the film again. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I fucking cooked. Hmm. So I would cook and cook and learn. And then I worked for a really cool guy named Michael Greenstein, who to this day, I don't even know if he knows what I'm doing. (laughs) But um, he was a great guy. um, And uh, one thing leads to another. And uh, I learned pizza and didn't make pizza for 14 years after that. (laughs) Came back to Rhode Island, opened up Scala Lounge. Hamburger, hot dog, all sorts of bullshit. And then my mom said that. Yeah. And I started looking into pizza. But my natural personality is to, just like cigars, is to, if I get like kind of like a little bit fixated on something, I want to read about it and learn right. about it. Because, you know, I'm lucky enough to go to college and have an education. And I mean, to get up every morning and just like, I want to know about it. Like, that's yeah. just my natural personality. My wife would say, you know, if you give Billy, you know, that phone, yeah, you know, you give him that phone and tell him to build it. He's gonna go in the basement, <laughs> figure out for how to... like three months, and when he comes out, he's gonna have a better phone than the one you gave him. Right. And I'm a firm believer that education, 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 read, 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 learn, learn, learn. And um, I have always been the type of personality that you know I'm a, you know, there's nothing more dangerous than an educated individual. Right. And mm. that's been proven over history. You know, so um, yeah, I read, I educate, and I was going to go to law school at one time. Jeez. I mean, laws, the ordinance, the reason ordained, they're promulgated by those with authority in the community. My wife calls me like a little bit of a rain man, but <laughs> I, you know, so. so I, did you go to college at all? Yeah, I did? double majored in mine. Oh, okay. Where'd you go? I went to URI and then I finished up at Rick. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I was in a nasty car accident, so I couldn't walk campus. Jeez. Yeah, I smashed my head and I was smashed up pretty good and had to take like. About a year and a half out. Yeah, oh I was messed up. 
I had compressions crazy. in my neck. I had what was called a bruised brain, oh my which God. probably stuck with me. <laughs> but I had to kind of learn how to read and write a little. My writing is terrible. I can't spell for shit after that. Wow, that's so crazy. I can't spell. No shot. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to learn, read, write, talk a little bit. I was like popping a lot of it. I was on anti-seizure medication for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I got smashed up pretty good. Yeah, they fucked you up good. Yeah, they oh, nailed man. me good. She nailed me yeah. good. Yeah, she broadsided me and... Uh, I was a big boy at that time. I was powerlifting, so I was about one. I was like one ninety-five, and I guess when she hit me, brought hit me in the door. I my the doctor said I like tensed up, and the uh, roof of the truck <laughs> was like this because my head hit the roof, oh my and they God. said my entire body tensed up, and my head hit. So oh. I guess my, the I was I was so sore. I can't even explain to you how sore I was for like almost a week. And I was in the hospital for a week and a couple of days. And then I was, I don't want to say the word coma, but I wasn't awake. (laughs) (laughs) And then I could tell you a funny story. I know that's not funny, but I'll tell you a funny story. I wake up and I'm all tied down. They got my arms tied down, my feet tied down. Because my understanding is, is if you come out of a coma, you can... You get freaked out. You don't know oh, who you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had me, and plus I was a little bit of a big boy. So they had me all tied down. Now, for you people listening who don't know me, I'm only 5'5". Five five. <laughs> okay, I'm not a tall guy. So they had me all, like, kind of tied down. Like, So I woke up, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning at Rhode Island Hospital. And to this day, I remember it like it was yesterday. I wake yeah. up, and there's this nurse in front of me. And she's a big nurse. Like, big, okay? Like, guys, guys, big. <laughs> and I, she was, like, to the left of the bed, and she was helping a guy on my left. And she must have heard me rattle the bed, and she turns around, and she goes, hi, honey, how are you? And I'm staring at her, I go, good? She goes, just let you know, you were in a little bit of a fender bender, and you're at Rhode Island Hospital. And I go, okay, I'm really hungry. She goes, okay. She left the room, and the first thing I thought of when I woke up was, check it out. It's Mrs. Claus. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the first fucking thing I thought of. Because she was, like, that <laughs> that big. And I was like, wow, that's She shit. dressed in red? No, it was just like, that's the first thing I thought of, was like, whoa, it's Mrs. Claus, man. Oh, my God. And she walked out of the room, and all hell broke loose. Like lights came on, yeah, yeah. doctors came in, sticking needles in me and shit. You're finally oh awake, so and I was in. like, okay. Wow. And then that was it. And then I got into the cigar bar, and that was really cool. And met unbelievable people in the relationships. And you learn service, how to take care of somebody. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we fell into the pizza thing in the cigar lounge, and I put my energy into the chemistry of pizza. Just as much as I, I've done with anything else that I enjoy, you know, pizza, who the fuck would have ever thought I'd be doing pizza? I mean, not me. If that would have been the last thing. But I can, I can tell you this. Growing up in Providence, me and my brother have talked about this. And there was never a pizza that I could go, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. There was always like the pizza that everybody could relate to growing up in Providence no question to this day, I'm friendly with Johnny. Very friendly with Johnny. Johnny. Is Caserta's. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So. It's a Providence staple. That's a staple. Yeah. Now, 
um, I grew up every Sunday getting a Caserta Square. Yeah. I still never had it. I got to try it. Yeah. Just that was it. You just get used to it after that's a while. It. That's it. Yeah. That was our boy. Go yeah. to Caserta's, you grab it. And then when I opened up the cigar lounge, you know, Johnny and the powers to be there were beyond kind because I wasn't cooking food. Mm-hmm. So I would go, I would call because I'd have 10, 15, 30 fucking guys in my place Smoking on cigars. a football day. Yeah. And I'd be like, fuck. And I'd call the pizza, I'd call Caserta's because I knew. And Georgie's sister was there and I'd be like, Hey, you got anything? Yeah, we got four mistakes. Come and get them. <laughs> and I'd go. So that way, people at your place had some they pizza. had something to eat. All right. And I owe that guy. And I've have I've told him. And I, you know, even when I did local eats, yeah, when yeah. I do my 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 program, I went right to Johnny. I interviewed him because you have to pay homage. Yeah. You have to. You, you you're a Respect. scumbag. If you're a scumbag, if you don't pay homage and understand the history yeah. of either pizza in your state yeah. or the people who. And Johnny didn't stop that. Johnny's uncle, I think, and Johnny, and um, they bought that off the original owner. But the point being, it's Caserta's. Yeah. Now, yeah. some people like it. Yeah. Some people don't. Yeah. That's okay. That's America. So when I started mine, I looked into the history of pizza. Like, yeah. why is the when's the house? And nothing in Rhode Island made sense to me. And that's when I got into the chemistry of it. And really, really, really got into the chemistry you know? So you never went to, there was no culinary background. I didn't go to culinary school. I took a research. couple of baking classes. Yeah. And it really kind of just, like it could, it really made me understand that what I was reading and doing was the right way of doing it. Yep, got you. It kind of said, it solidified my, my process. I was like, okay, that's cool. No problem. I got this shit down. And what happened for me is I immediately started, never mind after I got out of my cigar lounge, I started making pizza dough for like Stop and Shop, Shaw's, McQuaid's, Dave's. And after doing like fucking, I'm not kidding you, like six, six, seven batches of dough a day, you learn right away. Oh, that's a good one. That's not a good one. What's going on? You learn Biga, all the real technical process of pizza. But I'm going to, you know, I see this either podcasts and thank God I'm very humble. I'm knocking on wood. So I'm very lucky. But I tell people all the time when I, I, this is the perfect example. Oh, I said this to you when you took the class about steak and everybody had the same fucking face whenever I say this. What? And I go, I go, so, uh, okay guys, after this, we're going to, I'm going to take you guys for a steak. We're going to go to a steak. Oh yeah. And okay. Now that I said that you have that image of where you're going to go for a steak. And I put you all in my car and we go to fucking Burger King. And everybody does the same. Every time I do a class, everybody does the same thing. They laugh. Well, let me ask you this. If I say to you, we're going to go for a pizza and you take me for shit, why don't you laugh? (laughs) That's a good point. So my point is, if you're going to go and enjoy pie, why don't you just get fucking the best one you can get? Make it worth your time. Make it worth your time. Why is it so important to be fucking either toasted or high or... And get a piece of shit at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I just could never understand that. Even before <clears throat> I even be yeah. Even, <laughs> even before and you know as well as I do, they and they're gonna hold me at watch, I'm gonna get a fucking lawyer's letter. They <laughs> they really could give two shits about pizza. Their yeah. power as a corporation is the cloud. Yeah. They run they run the cloud. They're an information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, that's yeah. what they do. 
So people think, oh, they, you know, Domino's loves it. Up. No, they don't give a shit about you. They want your content. They want your number. Because now they've, they're even doing, and I saw it the other day, where you put in your car, your make, your model, and your license plate they number so they all. can put the oh pizza my. in the back of they your car. It oh it's like God. they're doing everything. Everything. They're yeah. selling that to everybody. Yeah. And that's big value, dude. So that's how I got Data. into the pizza thing. And then I got certified as a master pizza owl and went to Italy. Ooh, I mean, pizza you. took me all over the world. It's the most insane. From a guy from the Mount Pleasant High School, right. uh, going to Our Lady of Providence Prep School. Who so would like, never come back to Rhode Island again. You never say. come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, you know, in the way the economy, you never know. Maybe I'll end up in Mass or, right. you know, whatever, you know. So that's what's going on with that. That's awesome. Um, random question. Shoot. Out of... Maybe Providence. Besides Federal Hill Pizza, where's where's your next favorite pizza? I go to New York and go to Caste. Okay. That's what about what about in Providence? Uh, it's, or I, Rhode Island? Mm, uh, I, it's tough. <laughs> Federal Hill. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> I, well, first of all, with all good fairness, I see pizza every fucking day. Right. So, Do you ever get sick of it? Like I don't. I don't eat it. I probably my fiance is dying to know what your regular diet is. I you wouldn't I I don't uh, this is awful. I'm never going to get sponsored by like a meat company. (laughs) (laughs) I eat a lot of chicken and fish. Okay. I eat tons of salad, greens, and fruit and veggies. But that's been my mo since I'm 19. Yeah, and if you if you stick to eating pizza every day, you're going to be 800 pounds. Yeah, that's how you stay. Pretty fit looking. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I go to the gym every day. Yeah. I'm, a bu- I'm a little bit of a bug. I have a problem. Yeah. So I'm on my shit. So uh, pizza, um, even probably like once a week I'll have a slice. Or, I mean, it's my business. I have to right. try to make yeah. sure the dough is right. Yeah. It's a bad job, you know? Yeah, taste everyone's Yeah, you taste it. So <laughs> if, I, I, if I tell you a couple places that I like, will you tell me if they're crap or not? And we can cut this after, but at least from my own knowledge. Sure. Putting them on the spot. Um, Listen, I'll, I'll tell Like you. I said, we can cut this. No, go ahead. Um, you want me to rate it one out of ten? Is that better? Sure. Uh, I, I really like Napolitano's Brooklyn on Atwell's. Uh, or Brooklyn Napolitano's. I forget which, which uh, word's first. Probably like a four. Okay. Three um, nice, well, li- nice, nice slice. So I'll give you an idea how I'm thinking about this. Okay. Okay. That's a, it's a um, blodget oven, 550 degrees. All Trump flour, 50, 55% hydration, bleached and bromated, regular flour, cake yeast, uh, light brown. It's got no fucking flavor, kind of. It's like a Wonder Bread thing. Um, good salesman. I'm going to go there a lot less. Yeah, now. you can know, but you, you got to understand it from my technical <laughs> no, standpoint. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're coming at it from a whole different level yeah, of judging. And people are like, oh, that's fucked up. No, I mean, if you want to go for a steak. Just telling how it is. Do you want to go for a steak? Yeah. You know, you want to go for a shitty burger? Right. Then right. why is pizza such a bastard product? Yeah. And pizza is a bastard product. It's sad to say. I just had this conversation with one of the biggest flour manufacturers in Italy today. I told, I'm not going to mention who it is. It's not right. Okay. I'd love to because they're cool people. Yeah. But, and I just told them, pizza guys don't consider themselves chefs. Hmm. We all have a three-base sink. We all have a hand sink. We all have a hood. We all have fry ladies. The pizza industry, in, in, in the big scheme of things, the pizza aisle, the pizza owner does not consider him a chef. He doesn't consider himself a chef. So the self-respect and dignity in my industry is highly lacking. 
it's almost non-existent. Hmm. So when you said to me and you introduced me today as Chef Billy Manzo, that was cool. <laughs> Not because I want it. Right. It's because the word chef, you don't graduate Johnson Wales and you're a fucking chef. Right, right. We're all cooks. I'm a yeah. fucking cook. What makes me a chef is that somebody like you or somebody comes into my restaurant or my pizzeria and they respect what I'm doing as my craft. Gotcha. I was going to say, it's a lot di- like getting a freaking cheese pizza from Papa Gino's is a thousand times different than the cheese pizza that we had last week when we came in. Like, it's just well, a whole nother level. Hope so. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, right. I, it's not like I went to Federal Hill Pizza and just got like a basic cheese pizza. No, but like, my, my point is, does it have to be a fucking special thing to get a good pie? It's crazy. Isn't yeah, that crazy if good, you really think about it? It's a good question. So if I said to you guys, whatever, you want to, any food. How about sushi? You want to go for fucking sushi that'll get you sick? I like sushi. Yeah. Not, not so when you, go, when you go for sushi, there's a place you go, right? Yeah. Relatively speaking, you go, no, no, I go here. Yeah. So that's either one, you know the shit flies out the door and it's going to be safe. Right. Or two, it's just good sushi. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. if there was a Burger style, Burger King or McDonald's style sushi, do you think you'd go? <laughs> Fuck no. He'd be like, I ain't going there. Depends how hungry I was. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be like, oh, we ain't going there. You want to yeah. go through drive through sushi? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's the point. And pizza's just like, it's like one of those products. And, and I was just mentioning this again to the gentleman who came in. We had a luncheon, like a light luncheon meeting today. Pizza, the pizza industry, the pizza, the pizza place in the United States controls 73.4, or let's say, because I'm, you know, I'm a guy like that, let's round it up, fuck it. It's 74% of cheese in the United States is used by pizzas, pizzerias. We're a powerful group of motherfuckers. Wow. And they just don't, we just don't respect ourselves. You get some guy who opens up a place, his place is dirty or Maida doesn't, you know, whatever. Uh, I own a pizza place. No, you control an enormous part of the market. Yeah. So, inst- but this is the other thing. A large percentage of pizzeria guys, it's not like they graduated college and said, I'm going to open up a pizzeria. Right, right, right. It was either a hand-me-down business yeah. Because their fathers were bulls coming first generation Italian. Yeah, yeah. Or, or sad to say, but it's the way life is. Things went sideways in another job and they were like, fuck it. The easiest, quickest margin is pizza. Fuck it, I'll open up a pizza joint. Oh. But I don't get that. Like, that's not me. And that's why I think my brand is pretty strong, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, I respect all of those guys. I love them all. Yeah, yeah. But they have, there has to be a line drawn in the sand yeah. that we are a powerful industry and when the U.S. consumer is ready to eat really good stuff, okay, name me a company that would highly admit that they've been serving you shit for the last 20 years and now they're serving you good brick oven stuff. Domino's. They did it two years ago. Don't you remember the campaign? I was gonna say, well, if it Domino's. wasn't if it wasn't pizza, I was gonna say Subway because when yeah. they got caught with the yoga Thank mats you. and their bread, yeah. they were like, oh, we have fresh ingredients yeah. now. Well, it's what, like, what were you serving us before? Exactly. Uh, yeah. But Domino's, if you remember the campaign, like four or five, three years ago, whatever it was, they were like, you know, we're serving fresh and really quality stuff now to you. Like, well, what well. were you giving us before? <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna what tell the- you a funny story. In Italy, Domino's went to Italy. Domino's Corporation went to Italy. When Domino's Corporation went to Italy, they, they had to do business with an Italian flower. I will not say that flower company. Okay. That flower company 
wanted, they needed to supply Domino's with the flour. Sure. So Domino's gave them the recipe, kinda. Domino's and this particular gentleman with this quote flour company said to me, Billy, I don't know what the fuck they put in their dough, but it never turns green. It never goes green. Shit will stay in a walk-in and it never goes bad. He was just shaking his head. Just preservatives <laughs> like and stuff this. Like um, that. Just, yeah, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, if you if you go on, people don't even know this. Obviously, they're a publicly traded company. So you can go read all that shit. Right. And they have not bleach like you put in your laundry on right. the floor. It's not like that. Yeah. Okay, Domino's, remember, I didn't say that. <laughs> what I'm saying is you have hey, If Domino's is listening to our no, podcast, I'll be pretty happy. <laughs> listen, uh, there's a, I'm going to find you, Manzo. You know? <laughs> but the point is, they have conditioners. Yeah. A ton of conditioners in their dough. Why? Because they make dough, they don't want it to shrink out. Right. Yeah. I get it. Okay, great. But they put a ton of shit in their dough. And there's always been, you know, questions about their cheese. And I know where their cheese who makes it for them. Okay. Cheese and their sauce. Yeah. Their sauce is a Midwest sauce. Very spicy, very yeah, kind of like pasty, zesty. That's for the Midwest consumer. But they have a marketing plan and they market to a certain consumer in the United States. Yeah. So be and it. It works. College, yeah. oh, college kids. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you said, the amount of times that. One, two in the morning when you're we're hammered drunk in college. That's yeah, what we ordered. Yeah, give me three or four or five, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So get speaking it. of the uh, the cheese and stuff like that, yes. Mike was saying that you're an ambassador for a cheese company. Yes, I am. I'm uh, very humbled. I'm actually a spokesperson for probably, it's crazy, but probably like 20, 15 to 20 companies right now where... You know, I'll do a video and talk about their particular, but the cheese company yeah. is Lactalis Corporation, okay. which is Galbani USA. Cool. Um, just a, um, a stand-up great company for me. Um, communications, my opinion, mm -hmm. talking about different products. Um, you just feel like you can be honest with them. And, and they're honest with me. Yeah, that's and a good relationship. It's a very odd relationship because they're an enormous company. Yeah. But they've given me and I've taken the responsibility, which is not small, to represent their brand in a professional manner. So take it from me. If I've got their logo on my back and God forbid, knocking on wood, I don't drive, you know, hurt somebody driving down right. the street. That's a lot of responsibility to have. Yeah. And, you know, what I find interesting is, you know, I'm, I'm a pizza guy. I hope that I stand up, stand up to the words chef. Yeah. And I'm the only guy in the state of Rhode Island even sponsored by oh, any companies. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, cool. I think a lot of I I don't, you know, a lot of a lot of people in the industry should warm up to that more. That um you know, we have somebody in our state going outside of the border. Yeah. And bringing it. So, you know, mm. it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. it's funny. More yeah. people know about me outside of Rhode Island. <laughs> and I'm really known in Italy. Yeah. Crazy known than in Providence. It's really <laughs> fucking, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get people coming in from all over the world and the state of Rhode Island and uh, everywhere to take uh, a class with me. Yeah. And we talk about the science of it, pH ratios, acidities, rising, water hydration. And in the in you know, in Providence on Chalkstone Avenue, <laughs> like, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, try it. 
So I'll make a pie and just give it to them. A lot of people walking by my place. Well, you know where it is. Yep. And I went there because of real estate. It was a re- great real estate opportunity, but it was my hood. It's where I grew up. Right. That was the move. That was the movie theater that I went to when I was a little kid. Oh yeah, that must you, I remember good, that. Story. It's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's really trippy. Have you Have you been to the Providence one? No, I haven't. Uh, yet, it's no. It's a really cool location. Like I was telling you, and you know, me and Monica had our second date there, and. Um, it's just like a, a cool spot. Like we like like very creative spaces and yeah. so it's not just like a typical pizza joint. Like the inside's very, very cool, like thought out. I like Yeah, it. thank you. I mean we got a couple of things we wanted to do originally, but the cost was like it was yeah. pretty fucking nuts. <laughs> like crazy. I'm sure in Providence too it's not yeah. uh, I don't not too talk cheap. About it. <laughs> Politics in Providence is great. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna be out of it. You guys are great. Warm, fuzzy people. Thank you, inspectors. You're such yeah, warm and nice people. <laughs> you just stay on their good side. You're yeah. good. Fuck. <laughs> Um, Wait, I just had a quick question on the cheese ahead. thing. Go yeah. for it. So I had this cheese. I got to know if you have tried it. Yeah, Mike's, um, Mike's a big cheese guy. Yeah, I really? I, you, not like, like, you like a lot of cheese. I love, I'll eat any cheese you put yeah, in front of me. Cool. I just like to try everything. Okay, what do you got? The other day I had this brown cheese and it's called Bro, 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 Brohurst. It's Brohurst? Nor, Nor, Norwegian. Oh, they know. No, they make good cheeses. Yeah, it was. They make good cheese. Was it a soft cheese? Yeah, it was a it soft, was a soft cheese. cheese, right? I had it on a, a charcuterie board, oh, and it was, it was unbelievable. Soft, right? Like creamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like um, like the blue cheese crumble, like a uh, that consistency, was but it? it was still like a brick. But it had that same but like it's soft as butter, right? Yeah, it was yeah, so just, good. There's a company I forget where. And they have this, they have like, there's one company, well, up there in that region, they have a tendency of serving cheeses. If you guys are listening, it's probably twice as thick of, twice as thick as soft butter, but it's like this cheese that blew me away. And I used it at the world championships and everybody was like, what kind of cheese is this? Like, is this a cheese? Like, did you melt it? I'm like, no. And I had to go get the bucket of this soft cheese that to this day i can't get the flavor out of my brain <laughs> and some of the cheeses up in that region are like switzerland and yeah. up there they're just unbelievable where'd you get it from whole foods um no i was at a restaurant it was actually uh sienna oh yeah yeah, yeah. those guys do it right yeah yeah, yeah. would you go smithfield location or? no the one in uh north kingstown yeah those guys do it right there. Yeah. they work their asses off two brothers i've been to the providence one too like, yeah the one like on the, the hill yeah. Yeah, that one's closed right now. I know. Yeah. Those know. guys, they because yeah, they got one what? Post Road, Providence, Smithfield. Is there yeah, one they got, more? Um, um, no. They no, have. Yeah, I think it's the three. Do they have? Three. They have three. One on the hill, one in Smithfield, and the other ones in where? Uh, on Post Road in North Kingstown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the like EG line over yeah, there. Yeah, they were smart. They moved into this. They moved into the burbs. Yeah. Those are good neighborhoods. Smithfield's a good. Fuck yeah! Average income's through the roof in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Service, 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 and that that consumer base yeah. appreciates service. Yeah. Right. Nothing right. wrong with that. That's true. And they're smart. Um, what what's your favorite cheese? Oh, good one. Uh, no, I I like a I like I like goat cheese. So oh, okay, yeah, I like I goat love, too. Goat's I love really cheeses good. that have like a goat cheese type foundation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love goat cheeses. I been that's weird you said that. I've been like. I've been like chiseling the shit out of like Whole Foods oh, yeah? and some of the specialty shops in Rhode Island, trying to like find some cool cheeses to work with. Yeah. Um, I could tell you a really cool thing I did at the U.S. Championships a few years ago. Wait, if, so before you, but championships for what? Like pizza. Pizza Pizza making. Okay, cool. Um, this is going That's back funny. six years, seven years. So what I did was 
my wife's going to kill me because I'm telling somebody what I'm doing. But um, <laughs> what I did was I ended up getting two different, I ended up getting two different cheeses. One was a goat cheese. And I think one was a fetter. And I broke them down. Yeah. And then I put them in a whipped cream canister. Oh, wow. And then I put that gas into the cheese as flowerettes on a square pizza that I had. And the judges were like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Like, this is out of control. I yeah. had to actually explain. There was one judge from the Wisconsin Cheese Council. And he, um, he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did you do this? Like, this is not supposed to happen. He's from Wisconsin, too. He should know. And, yeah. And I said, well, I did this and this, but I'm not going to tell you the end. He goes, I respect that. And the guy next to him was a great guy, a judge. And he was from Australia. And he just kind of, I caught him on the end when I was walking away. And he goes, yeah, Manzo, he's a little bit of a fucking freak. He does crazy <laughs> shit. And I was like, you know, it was a compliment more than anything. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did that. That was a cool thing I did. That's so it, it looked yeah. like whipped cream, right. but it had the distinct flavor because it was cheese. Right. But just fluffy. Fluffy Oh, shit. that's a cool that's idea. So yeah. Cool. So, so how do you that. come up with something like that? I have a problem. I told you. <laughs> I, you know how t- His brain is bruised. It's yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to practice a lot. Yeah. A lot. So every, probably twice a week, if you walk into Providence and you went into my dough ball room, I don't think I showed you that room, but there's a room I have with like three mixes. It's literally my science room where we make the dough too. Mm-hmm. And there's always some type of testing of flour going on. Cool. I have to do that for me, for my brain, for yeah. me, to entice me, to keep me going. Yeah. And then what happened was I would do v- videos on that as you guys have maybe seen. Yep. And they end up wherever they should. And uh, one thing leads to another, and next thing you know, you got a flour mill calling you from Main Grains, or there's a new one up in, um, hold on, it's up in Lynn, and there's a new flour mill in Lynn. Next thing you know, they're contacting you, and they're like, listen, we love your video, we, we've looked into you, can we send you some flour? I'm like, fuck yeah, send me flour, I wanna see what you guys are doing, this is cool. If you ever wanna come up, come up and see the mill. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, That's I'm awesome. getting my car. Go- That's right. I go with some. And next thing you know, you go to the mill and there's a local cheese guy from Vermont who wanted to meet you. Uh. And you want to meet them. And next thing you know, I'm not kidding you. And then within a, who knows? Uh, then the guy goes, listen, I got a brick oven on my land. And I, every Saturday and Sunday, I have people coming through my property and they buy bread. Do you want to come up and do pizza? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to come up. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll come up. And matter of fact, do you mind? I know a friend of mine who makes wine up there. And he's like, yeah, bring the wine guy. Yeah. And you got a party. Yeah, next exactly. thing you know, you got a serious fucking party. <laughs> and it gets out in social media. Yeah. People really dig it. They have fun. And you're educating. Which is huge. That's yeah. all I yeah. love to do. So being a part of the community. Huge. You can't, be, you can't beat that. Can't, can't, you gotta, beat yeah. can't beat yeah. it. Can't beat it. So you have two locations, Providence and Warren. Yes, sir. How long have you been in Warren now? 11 years, dude. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy shit. And you said Providence is only... Four years old. Four. Four years. Four, Providence, because of the corona, yep. it's been... My poor Providence. Yeah. My mm. poor Providence. It's taken it. It took it. It's, it's gotten... But Warren, not so up. much? Warren, thank God, has, has done... It's done well. It does yeah. well. It's But it, still, I'm down You know, a pretty solid percentage. Yeah. You know, I'm down with booze. Providence sure. just got annihilated because... My model in Providence, my business model, because obviously it's up in your business. My business model uh, in Providence was, when I opened the business, my model was catering, 
and special events. Oh, man. So we went from doing what we were doing right. down 90%. Yeah. Not too many events going on right now. None. Yeah. So we, we were down literally 90%. Mm. So basically, we, there was nothing. Yeah. We had the first week alone, we lost 40 jobs. First week. Now we can't do it. So did, you, did you guys open like kind of like, or like did you plan on taking off right when Corona kind of? No, I didn't. I, I got to be honest. What happened was just like what you would expect in this conversation. You know, first of all, I was a little, a, a touch arrogant, just a touch, because I thought people knew my brand. Um, so when we opened Providence, it was a real estate deal with the assumption of opening up Federal Pizza because of the great real estate opportunity. But I thought Providence, because of takeout, delivery, I was the only guy like kind of doing kind of what I was doing. The college The atmosphere, yeah. the New York, New Jersey, Philly student. Exactly. Everything was kind of brown, PC, yeah. Johnson & Wales. Yeah. And the first year, and first year was not pretty. Yeah. And I was very... I was an angry little man. Yeah. Could you and, figure out why? Yeah. And it was just because the real, real pizza market in Providence is from 12 to 4 in the morning. Yeah. Mm. That's the market in pizza. So and did I, you have to adjust and yeah, stay open Yeah, well, no, no. We didn't open up later. What we did was pushed harder for uh, more catering, more special events. Okay. So we, we were getting that at the beginning. Yeah. And we were like, okay, fuck it. We're going to... Push we'll push it. even more harder. Yeah. So we went after, and next thing you know, we started feeding all the PC teams, all the Brown teams, sports go. teams. And then what happened was those teams had a lot of kids on scholarships. And when they want to eat what they want to eat, when they want to eat it, <laughs> the coach is going to feed them. Yeah. So the girls' soccer team at PC, love you girls' soccer team. They're the best PC. They eat like awesome they take care of themselves they are by far in the city of providence the best fed they really those girls really care about what they they eat and we would do things like charge them accordingly but what we would do is on every take i'd be like as an example sarah sarah have a good game yeah dawn have a good game oh yeah personal with it very personal yeah and the coaches were happy the student the yeah, athletes was a static Boys uh, hockey at Brown loved it. PC guys hockey, so basketball. And we were like getting to know them right. by knowing their food. Right. Yeah. So we were writing it. We, oh, Sarah, that girl. Oh, yeah, she likes. <laughs> so it was very personal, yeah. you know. And uh, um, it really, again, service, service, service. Because then they're going to take that and maybe they throw up a photo on their Instagram. And since they're an athlete at a D1, D2 school... Gonna, they're going to have a good amount of followers. Yeah. Well, there. what happened, it's funny you mentioned that. They were doing that, and then what they were also doing was if their parents came to visit them, they'd be like, no, no, let's go to Federal Pizza. <laughs> Smart, yeah. Because I want to, you know, and then their parents would be like, listen, I just want you to know my kid's celiac, and she plays soccer or yeah. field hockey, and I just want you to know we're really happy we can't say thank you enough because you'll basically... That was an issue why we picked this school. And mm. um, we had a lot of that. We had, dude, we had parents. This is a little much. <laughs> we had parents calling us. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, your kid's in college. Like, they can call me and tell me what they want to fucking eat. <laughs> and parents would call me and be like, 
um, I need to talk to you because my so-and-so has an allergy. Okay, well, why can't you fuck it? Now I got on the phone, not my wife or Dave, the manager. And I'd be like, well, why can't your kid call me? What? And next thing you know, my, my phone would go dead and the manager would pick up because <laughs> I'm not smooth at that shit. It's like you're 19 years old, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fucking call me and tell me what you're allergic to, dude. I'll look it up. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Like your mommy's going to call me? Like you're writing them notes. I think the least you would do is try to accommodate them. Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck, man? Yeah. I mean, mommy's going to call me? So um, we went through that. But again, think about it. A parent feeling very confident to call a restaurant to make yeah. sure everything's cool, you know? So we do a lot of that. To this day, we still do it. Not as much because there's not too much sports going on. Right, right. But it's, it's really hell of a compliment. Yeah. You know, we love feeding people who want to eat good food. Yeah. It just yeah. must just feel good, too, knowing that. Yeah, like we do, we do a chicken palm sandwich. We make our own bread. It's a great, beautiful provolone. I've only actually ever had your pizza. I got to try yeah, some of the yeah. other We foods. bang out, like, we buy real chicken breast. We bang it out, like, paper thin, like it's done right. Mm-hmm. Our eggplant, we're known for our eggplant. The My eggplant palm is. loves eggplant. Monica, eggplant. Ma- Monica, I got you. <laughs> Bring the other half. We got you. <laughs> I, my egg, yeah, people go nuts over the eggplant. That's cool. And what I really got known for more than anything, which was crazy uh, by the Bishop Jelano back in the day, wow. was my sauteed Indie Boy Robbie, uh, which is like okay. a bit is like, it's like a greens. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of, to a certain degree, a little bit put me on the map with the, uh, the prelacy downtown so yeah yeah, everybody's got their favorite thing you know that's cool so it's kind of cool what's your feeling on like all the different pizza doughs now like you have the cauliflower pizza and do you find that creative or do you find that insulting to the pizza community if somebody wants to have a pizza and they can only eat it on a cauliflower crust so be it. Now just, is just it still consider Now is it pizza? pizza? Yeah. No, it's not fucking pizza. <laughs> all right, that's what I was looking for. No, dude, yeah. it's not pizza. Pizza is flour, water, salt, and either wild or, you know, yeast. Yeah. Made at a certain temperature, light, really fluffy and little crispy and a little burn spots and You get me hungry over here. Dude, it's like real deal. <laughs> None of this camel colored, everything looks the same. Right. Yeah. That's just for me it's just bullshit. <laughs> Tastes like, you know, whatever. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so the so what, your, the Warren location was first? Yes. That was where you first opened and yes. then Providence. Yeah, Providence, yeah. Um, so over the years, you know, having employees growing and obviously you can't do everything yourself. So sure. having employees and stuff. Talk a little bit about the, the challenges and uh, dynamics of managing employees and uh, stuff like that. Uh, if you're a pizzeria or any business, you're basically a psychologist. Hmm. You're basically a psychologist. I mean, it is no joke finding help. Good people. Finding people that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You are, those days of people working for you, they were way, way, way gone for me a long time ago. Hmm. Even when I had my cigar lounge, you're working with me to accomplish a goal. Yeah. But today... It's that conversation, this conversation that you brought up is a phenomenal question. That's why you have a podcast. But it's such a never, I mean, we could go on for two hours. Yeah. But I can only tell you that, um, man, a school system and educating your youth is so fucking important. And when you have 
a school system in a community that has never has not educated young people the way they should be educated it creates fucking havoc when it comes to some kid who is in high school deserves to go and get a part-time job like I did mm-hmm. and can't fucking spell pizza or can't answer the fucking phone and have a, hi, thanks for calling Federal Pizza. My name's Billy. Can I help you? Yeah. Incapable of verbal communications. Ugh. I went through in Providence alone 145 fucking people my first year. In one year? In one year. And the state of Rhode Island, like, they don't, they, listen, everybody gets it. It's a long story. It's a political conversation that I don't think you guys want to get into. Um, but when you have a, when you have a, a, a society that is non-educated, um, they're controllable. When you're limited yeah. with an education, listen, think of it this way. You're a fucking kid from the inner city. You've seen your mom, you've seen your dad. If you're even, God forbid, lucky to have a dad, mm-hmm. know who the fuck he is. I know, I grew up with these guys. These guys yeah. were my friends. I'm not talking shit, I'm talking reality. Right. And you want the fuck out of that. You pick up your phone and you see, which half of these kids don't understand, it's bullshit. Some guy riding a Ferrari or a Bentley yeah. or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And you want that. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. Sure. But when you have no fucking education, when you've been shit on and like not had the opportunity to pick the school that you want to go to, right? what the fuck are you going to do? You know what you're going to do. You're going to fucking hustle. Yeah. So Try to make that weed. money one You're going to sell weed. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And then next thing you know, the only fucking people you're making money is the lawyer, the judge, and the cop. And they're all playing fucking golf at the country club yeah. together when you're doing a two-year fucking bid. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So you busted your ass hustling weed or doing whatever the fuck you're doing. Okay. The lawyer goes, you're going to give me 10 grand up front. Kid's broke. He's broke again. Yeah. And he's going to do a one-year or a two-year fucking bid. So that puts him back even more yeah. than he was. Yeah, now he's fucked. Yeah. Now he's got a record. He's screwed. That's the, that's the other thing, too. The second your record's fucked. You're, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. And guess what? Now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go back to selling drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about this? You don't sell drugs, drugs, and people in the state of Rhode Island are not going to want to like when I say this. Okay, now you're not going to sell drugs. Now what do you do? I want a job. I mean, what am I going to do? I need a job. Maybe I need a union job. Okay, go get a union job. At least you're going to get a union job. Or you're going to go and work for the city or the town. Yeah. You're a third generation, third generation American. At that point, you should have a college education. If you decide to work for a union or the state or the city, that's your choice. But you've got enough college education. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. As a matter of fact, if you don't like the city or the state job, you can fucking tell that to screw and go get another job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But to be put in the position that you have no choice, that's a frustrated dude. That's a frustrated. So when these teachers are out there burning shit or breaking shit or doing whatever they're doing. We've heard teachers getting caught. You're an example. Yeah. No matter how you cut the cake, you're an example. So when you go back to that school, the kids look up to you in some way because you're educated. You're educating them. I went to a school, George J. West. You know what I did in the fifth grade? You know what I did? Like 
probably three days a week, I played chess with my teacher. Now, my teacher couldn't fucking believe that I knew how to play chess. Yeah, I still don't know how to play chess. But I played chess. But what happened was I grew up in a cultured family. Yeah. So I was in the public school system, but I was skiing competitively when I was 10 years old. So that's a whole different conversation. So I was skiing like no one back in the 60s, late 60s in the city had skied. They didn't even know what the fuck ski <laughs> right, was. Right. But I was skiing up at Sugarbush, Killington, and I was skiing competitively. You know, that was what we did on the weekends. Throw all our shit in the Aspen station wagon, which was yeah. the dragon wagon. <laughs> My dad would go up and I would ski competitive and come home. So I was the kid in the Providence school system that had like topsiders on yep. and the whale belt. Yep. And they were like, who the fuck are you? So can you imagine being four foot two, 65 pounds with all these inner city kids? I was fighting every day. Every day I was fighting. So, you know, it was, um, it builds character and skin and you appreciate education. Is it, and it molds you probably to how you run your business now. Yeah, to a I, can, I, can relate, I can relate to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, half of the, there's a couple of guys that have done like 10, 12-year bids. They know, they know guys that I know that I grew up with that are doing life or 20-year bids. And they were like, oh, you know, so-and-so said hello. I'm like, tell my I said hello. I'll send them a pizza with a guard that he grew up with. <laughs> no, because every, it's, it's the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, it's small. It's small. It's so insane. it's like the God grew up with so-and-so. He's doing, a, he's doing the bid. He's the guard. And I'm serving the pizza. It's like, <laughs> it's a pretty twisted little state if you really think about it, yeah, you know, but yeah. it is what it is. And I went to college. I double majored and minored and I'm very blessed, very lucky to travel the world and uh, education, education, education. Yeah. So fucking important. Yeah. Because that's where it all starts. That's it's the building blocks. Dude. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be like one big piece of advice that you would give to... Uh, someone young starting their own restaurant or pizza place or, or even just starting a business in general? Like what's it's actually, some... it's actually a really, it's a great question because just for you to ask the question, um, instead of saying, Oh, you can open, open up your business. You have to, no, do, it's not, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it, if it is for you, patience in hmm. doing your homework. Yeah. You have to do your pa- you have to be unbelievably patient. Yeah. And you have to do your homework. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah, so okay, that's patience during the time of business. Sure. I'm talking about patience picking the 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 widget you want to sell. Oh, okay. All right. So, even before that, yeah, yeah. You have to be patient. So, for example, maybe I love this plant that you have. Yeah. I love it. I don't know what it is, but I know I can sell a, there's, I know there's a market out that for this fucking thing. Well, I, I should do my homework to see if there's a market mm. before I want to drink my own fucking Kool-Aid. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't just go out selling something just to or sell picking, it. picking like, yeah. Yeah. So should you, should you open up a business to, um, I keep fucking pulling your cord. It's okay. If you, it's me. If you wanted to go underneath no, it. No, don't worry. I, <laughs> I should know. And I'm left-handed too. Um, That's right. You, you should, you should fall, you should really enjoy 
what you do if you're going to open up a small business. For sure. Yeah. But open up the business knowing there's a market for that business. Sure. And not just like, oh, it's trendy now. Let's jump on it. No. Like that's the worst no, no, thing wait. you can do. No, no, wait. Let's, let's, that's a great point. If you want to jump on it trendy, jump on it trendy knowing it's trendy. And do your, do your model based on trendy. But it eventually it will expire, That's right? okay. That's okay. What's wrong with that? I guess, yeah. Let me ask you a question. If something's trendy and you, you know you can make it a fucking hit, you can hit it and do a million to two million in two, three years. Oh, so you're, to, you're talking like short term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hit what it, the fuck's wrong with that? Yeah, hit it and quit it. And then well, you're good to you go. walk. Yeah. The problem with that is a large majority of people get into the quote, the hot trend, and not a lot, but a lot who are on the back end of it, not on the front end, right. which means take your fucking emotion out of it. <laughs> if you're emotional, you always end up staying in longer, and that's when you lose your balls. Got you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But you want to hit it and screw. Right. Not emotional. See you later. Bye. So I'm emotional about my pizza because I love it. But yeah, I'm not. People I'm, are going to love pizza forever. Yeah, but I'm not so emotional where I don't have a problem stopping it today and doing something else I like. Yeah, yeah. So I did that with my cigar lounge. How long did you have that? 16 years, but I went like this. There was a day when I met, actually I met my wife and um, I said, I'm, I'm fucking done with this. The cigars. She goes, okay. I went, I looked. Um, the, consumer, the consumer coming in is changing. I don't, I'm not smelling, like I'm not, it's not cool. I, I know what's yeah. going on. Do you lose interest or you No, just... I just knew the consumer was changing. Okay. It, it was a less mature consumer. Uh, not, they weren't, they, they, they didn't, they didn't give a fuck about like sophistication. Like, sure. like I had a consumer when I first opened college kids, young people in Providence in Rhode Island that would come because they wanted to fucking learn about cigars and bourbons and scotches because they wanted to be, they had, they had like this, they had something about them. They wanted to learn. Like, I can't explain it, but it was like, they were 20 years old and dressed up. Yeah. yeah. They, they gave a fuck about the way they dressed in a different way than today. Um, they would buy a girl a drink at the end of the bar. Like, they, it was a different mentality. The gentleman... Kind of, yeah, and the yeah. lady, the girl was like, it was different, you know? And then what happened was we had a different, it was just different. It was like, it ain't happened. This is done. Like, people, it's done. Like, what, I didn't, someone walk in and be like, you got any blunts in here or something? Is that uh, like, I sold a lot of fucking blunts. But, well, not, not weed blunts, but skins. But it was just a different consumer. Like, it was just a changing time. Yeah. Right. So I was like, this ain't happening. This, and everybody's like, what you just gonna close it like kind of people I knew very very close to me yeah so what I did was um, my last night was a Saturday night and nobody knew and I just locked the fucking door but you Uh, you you knew it was I knew it was my last night of business I locked the door Uh, I told my help the next day come I gave him each day a check I said listen we're done oh that's it so how'd you meet your wife in that what was the Uh, I met my wife about three months before I made the decision to shut it down She's very intelligent. My wife is a very smart girl. 
she's made Forbes magazine. She's no joke. Oh, wow. Um, she, her family started the Halloween outlet in Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Very powerful brand back cool. in the day. They ran that bad boy for 25 years. Wow. Um, they decided to close it um, when everybody was selling Halloween shit. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't cool. You know, when the girls started dressing like fucking hookers and shit, <laughs> yeah. like 10 years ago, yeah. and you could go to like some adult store and get your costume, it wasn't Halloween anymore. Yeah. Look, I'm a slutty cat. Yeah, big fucking <laughs> deal. And then you go into like a, a club and there's a hundred slutty cats. Right. <laughs> some of them are big cats, some are small cats. Some of them, nine out of 10, shouldn't even wear in the fucking costume. It's like, dude. Like, wrap it up. Oh my God. But you know what I mean? You're right, right, right. So my wife was like... It was diluted, so they were not yeah, yeah, it was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like... So they wrapped it up. They own the real estate, and they rent it. And um, we ended up subletting uh, the name Halloween Outlet for a few years um, because we kept the name and value. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife sublet it. And um, we still own the rights to it, but we haven't had anybody step up and say... You know, we want to sublet the name for the yeah. season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So how long have you been doing Federal Hill Pizza now? Since well, the Warren one in 11 years I now? have been fucking with pizza since 90... Oh. oh, my goodness. Hold on. That's a good question. I didn't... Well, let's go... Wow, it's fucked up. Seven, 16... Go 16 years back. Whatever. Yeah. Because I've had Warren. I did wholesale for about... Three years hardcore before that. So that's 14. How much of a hustle was that? My No, the wholesale. Listen, I can sell. If it's good and I believe in it, I can sell, I can sell dirt to a guy in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem when you're educated about what you're selling. And you're good at talking to people. You can have yeah, a conversation yeah. with somebody. So if you can let them understand this is why this is better, yeah. and it is better. Yeah. It makes it easy. Right. It's no it's it's a cakewalk. Hmm. So when I went into the supermarkets uh, and uh, I was I was actually asked at the beginning to uh, buy a supermarket Eastside Market before it got bought out by Stop and Shop to they were like we want your pizza dough and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, okay, you want to buy it? So be it. Okay, fine. And then I saw the numbers. So um I was like, okay. And then I was like, this is this is this is a cakewalk. Because the other two companies out there that were selling dough, which is still, it's still like this. Uh, I'm not going to mention those two companies, but they sell bread dough. So if you go into a supermarket, you buy dough to probably make pizza or a stromboli for your kids. Yeah. But that dough blows up like a fucking Super Bowl. Right. Because it's a bread dough recipe. There's sugar in it and uh, there's a, a lower amount of yeast, lower protein in the flour. And it just tastes like a Wonder Bread. So, like, if you go to like, um, like every once in a while, we'll go to like Stop and Shop or whatever. Get the dough. Like the Khaleesi dough. Like that's just like a bread dough. He not said he wasn't going to mention names. That's okay. I'm sorry. You can. You can. <laughs> what What does Bobby Khaleesi do? What does Khaleesi's do? They make re- they, they make, make bread. bread really good bread. They make bread. <laughs> they make bread. They're not in the pizza industry. Uh, and guess what? I don't blame them. Yeah. Bobby and his kid do a phenomenal job. I love their job. bulky rolls. Listen, they, got, they, they do a hell of a job, man. <laughs> Good bread. But they're bread. Yeah, okay. Bread. That's really funny because you were like, what do they do? I'm like, bread. Bread. And right. the other company that's, that's next to them, for. they do bread. 
But when you buy, when you, my analytic, the analytics came up that when people buy dough in the supermarket, mm -hmm. it's on a Monday and a Friday. And they do it because they don't want to cook on a Monday yeah. and they don't want to cook on a Friday yeah. and it's for the 2.5 kids yeah. and they make it in the pan. Yeah. So I created a recipe for that purpose and the dough just, it fucking exploded on the shelves. Because this is what you heard. God, I can make you dough and it doesn't fight me and want to beat me up. I don't have to punch it down nine times. I'm like, yeah, it's pizza dough, dude. Pizza dough. <laughs> it's pizza dough. It's real pizza dough. You've been being tricked this whole time. Yeah, pizza dough. <laughs> yeah. But the buyers, you know, the end consumer got it, but the buyers that were representing these companies, and I yeah. got to be honest, I still don't think they really fucking get it Yeah. because they're just, they're buyers. They don't understand it. Back then it was brutal because they're like, what are you talking about? Dough is dough. I'm like, what the fuck? They're, just, they, they're numbers guys. Yeah, they just don't understand until yeah. my dough went in and the numbers exploded and they were like, uh, do you want to pick up three more locations? I'm like, sure. Sure. Yeah, and I they guess were I like, do that. And then, then what I would do is I would go in with a card table, folding table, and I would educate people in the supermarket. Hmm. And then That's like, funny. so, you know, Urban Greens near oh, Classical? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have my dough in there right now. Okay. When things free up a little bit, I'll probably bring 500 pounds of dough with me and I'll go there and I'll give away 500 pounds of dough. No way. Let me know the date. I'll be there. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you got the inside now. <laughs> it's kind of like the wine taste, like how people do wine tastings exactly. at liquor stores. Exactly. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to uh, How, how tough that. is that though, right? Yeah. Once I put it in their hands, done. And you know they're going to come back because once they realize A certain that, percentage, I hope. Yeah. But well, I know you, one thing, that fucking logo is going to be in their house. True, yeah. And they're going to look me up on Facebook or Insta. They're going to see what, what's going on. See the show, see all that see stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and I'll and then what I normally like to do is if you buy a dough ball, I give you two. So if you don't come in, you don't give a shit, I'll give you one. So I just give them away. But if you buy one off the shelf, then I'll give you two. So getting three of them for price of one. But I'm also, I also know that if you eat it more than twice... The odds are I gut you. Oh yeah. Because you can't. Once I got that flavor profile, <laughs> you, you where are you gonna go? You're done. You're done. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Well, like, so far it's proven to uh, be true. Yeah. So. It's just psychology. Yeah. You know. How, how much time do you have? Because I know we've been here a little Dude, while. Dude, I'm cool. Okay. All right. Because cool. I have another topic I want to hit. Go ahead. Hit um, it. marketing. Uh, you know, you're a very active guy on social media. Yes, I am. Um, and having these restaurants for the last. 11 years, um, marketing has really shifted from, <laughs> Holy shit. you know, onto all digital social media, everything's Facebook, Fucking Instagram, crazy. How, how have you adapted and like, what sort of things have you, that's another great done? fucking question. And Thanks. I'm going to tell you why, because I'm too old to really, I get it. Yeah. But it, it's so fucking fast and so changing Yeah. that if you're not, Keeping up. 15 years old and 17 or 18. I, I, those are the people I talk to now. Yeah. Those are the people that get, uh, Gary has, Gary V always has somebody 13 or 14 years old around them, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'll know all the trends. Yeah. They know all the trends. Yeah. They know what's hot. They know what's up. Yeah. So, so do you run your social or do you have? I do not. I was told I cannot. You know what's so funny <laughs> is when we were in your place last week and you, you did your thing, he went around and he's like, all right, everybody tell me, like introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about yourself. 
And so he, he started on me and Monica's end. And so Monica introduced herself. And then I was like, oh, my name's Mike. I said, actually, I've, I've been messaging with you about getting you on our podcast. Uh, you know, I'm from Providence. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, Christine's been getting me some of the details. And I just nodded and agreed. But I was like, and after the whole thing, Monica was like, do you know who Christine is? I was like, I have no clue who Christine is. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and so then I was like, he does have a lot of followers and you know, he's a busy guy. I'm like, maybe he just has somebody running his social media. She's yeah. like, yeah, that's probably it. So yeah, I have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I look at it like I look at the newspaper. So I look at what goes on on my phone. Like I knew the newspaper Sure. because let me tell you something that is very, very important in business. If you want to be successful, you have to stay in your own fucking lane. If you can, if you think you, you can wear all the hats yeah. to get to where you want your brand to be, mm-hmm. you're screwed. You are screwed. That's a good point. If you, I understand like everybody else does at the beginning, you got to wear a couple of hats. For sure. But you, there's a certain point where you have to make a determination. If you're, are you going to pop your cherry and blow the nut and hire somebody to do what you're not the best at? Right, right, right. And whatever you're the best at, and if that means that you started your brand and then eventually you're the best dishwasher, then shut the fuck up and wash dishes. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. I'll give you a perfect example. In Warren, I have my team, and there is a rhythm and a chemistry in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So when I walk in Warren, they get immediately fucked up. They see me walk in, and everybody like gets, they just get fucked up. Yeah. They, they, because the boss is there. It's like dad's home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I do is the first thing I do is I'm like, What's up, everybody? I'm just sitting down. I mind my business. I let the manager do his thing. If I have any questions, I never go in the kitchen and go, hey, I got a question. I go to Rich and I'm like, Rich, you know, I just saw something, you know, give me a And then I'll be like, do you need any help? What do you need? You know, I'm like, you know what? I'll put an apron on Friday night and I'll go and I just walk behind. Now, my guys who've been with me a while know. Yeah. So they get a kick out of it. They're like, yeah. watch, watch. They'll tell the other guys, watch, watch, watch. <laughs> they know. And I'll go in the kitchen. I shut the fuck up. And I'll just start washing dishes. And People three new, the, three new, the three new guys, normally there's like two or three and they get really fucking, they're like, holy shit, the fucking owner. Like, what the fuck is going on? What's wrong with and this I'm guy? Like, I'm like, what do you need? And they're like, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, you need anything? Just ask. And I turn my back and I just wash dishes. And I do it for about a half an hour because after that, I'm fucking beat up. Because yeah. <laughs> I, you know, but I do it to show them humility, humility, and I'm yeah. on the team. It goes back to working with people That's instead right. of working yeah. for people. And if I come back two weeks later and something's not the way I fucking like seeing it, they can't say to me, oh, he, he doesn't fucking do it. Yeah. Hey, can you do me anything clean that? Because they know they've seen the owner do it. Right, uh, right. That's so cool. I, if you notice, I do a lot of those morning videos at my place. Yeah, I'm either cleaning it, cleaning something, mopping the floor, yeah. because that's important. That's important. Yeah, you know. So your social media content's all very clean. Uh, it's very nice, very well done. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you telling Christine's me. Killing it. And the rest of the uh, crew we have, we've had, we've got like three or four people that work on it, but we're pretty excited. We um, we. Just got into an agreement, which I, I think I told yeah. you I can't talk about it, but we've got a um, pretty interesting person we're going to take on board, and uh, we'll see what happens. But we think things are going to 
things are going to get fucking crazy soon. Do you think that comes from way, like back in the day when you were out in Vegas and you were working for the production company? Do you think you kind of... There's no question. That's, yeah, that helps it's feed you deba- ideas. It's not even debatable. Yeah. Not even debatable that life is... Full life circle. is fucking crazy. Because yeah, to and know... I went to, I went to school for film and television, media, all that right. shit. Then I cooked my way to college. Just think about this. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> I, I cooked my way to college. Worked in film and television, cooked my way to work, came back, opened up a cigar lounge. Next thing you know, social media is important. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got this. I know old school. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? 30 seconds in a frame? Yeah, okay. Edit that. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't you just do it. I, I know how, you know. So, yeah, full circle, insanity. That's awesome. So, though. I understand, like, if me, if all three of us had a job to do, I like when yeah. you were setting up today. I was good. I knew what you were doing. You knew the yeah. gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. You're like, oh, do you have, you know, sorry, we're not saying, don't worry about it. I get it. To go, I know you're going to need another cord. I see what's going on. <laughs> go get the cord, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it makes life easy. Mm. So when I go out with my crew to do local local eats, I, I direct it, I produced it. That's right. awesome. I work with my, I work with Josh. And I work with my other guy for the, yeah. sh- but they're like, we're going to do this. What do you think of that? I'm like, dude, in the end, you're the, you're the guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you some suggestions, yeah. but you're the guys. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So we've been doing local eats for a little while and it really hit unbelievable. And then I go, okay, you cool with this content? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, fucking edit it. Cause those yeah. days are done. Right, right. You got a fucking little laptop. Yeah. Like, I hate that. But just I'm knowing so jealous. the whole thing. I mean, I had it on a laptop store right now myself. Jerk. <laughs> and it's all 4K stuff. And <laughs> oh, all man. That. But just knowing, like, the like an overarching story, like, just for one of your segments and being able to put a cohesive story together. I do that, basically. People, yeah, people don't, people who make, like, pizza or have a different. It's a massive advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, to tell a story. Yeah. Is, people it's, love that, especially on social media. I, yeah. You know, again, thank you. I, I appreciate It's very humbling to hear somebody your age, sorry to say that, but say that. <laughs> but um, it's full circle. And that's something that the person that we just signed up had said. He said, you're very, very good in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. But the way I am in front of the camera is to understand I enjoy the conversation. Yeah. And as you guys are talking to me, I'm the same way here I was as just I am in front say, of the camera. Man, yeah. Like, you're, it, was, it was actually really funny when, you know, I, I started following you, I think, in like February or March or something. Yeah. And, and I was telling you the story. So this is the Mike, Mike McDonough. Oh. When he jumped on the Instagram live. Yeah. I got you. That was the first time. Do you remember time. what he said? I don't remember no, exactly. You, you were like McDonough, McDonald, McDough. Like, yeah. Like cracked a bunch of jokes. <laughs> yeah. in his life, and we were like laughing I was, about I, it. I was so bored in my house during quarantine. Yeah. And Mike, Mike sent me the live video. He was like, you have to check this guy out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and I you. watched it for a while. It's entertaining. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I was doing all, if you notice, I, do you remember I was doing the, was that during my lives at 11 yes. o'clock? Yes. 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 They were That's really, exactly really fucking popular. Yeah. The problem I had with that is I needed somebody to call people to set up the live. Uh, I was setting up all the interviews. Right, right, right. In the middle of Corona when I'm trying to cook and yeah. do all this other shit. But if I had somebody who would be like, I'll call people and just line up interviews. Right. I could do it still to this day. Yeah. yeah. People love that. It's the good pro- stuff. Yeah, it's fun. But the problem is, I need, again, I need somebody yeah. to be like, 
can you pick up the phone and just call 10 people and yeah. line up the dates? Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll talk to them all. Yeah. Politicians, like I wanted to like, my heart was like, I want to interview a guy in jail. I want to interview a politician. I want to interview an accountant. I want to interview a pizza guy. I want to yeah. interview like all different fucking personalities. Sounds yeah. like you need a podcast. I've been told I have to start one. You yeah. should. Yeah. It's how much, how many hours in the day, you know? I know. But yeah. I could certainly do one. I just yeah. need, I need the team yeah. to hey. do it. I'll help you out. <laughs> I have no problem. You guys are in. You know, whatever you want, let me know. I, I'll feed you pizza. Hey. hey. Sounds and, great. And, and more. Sounds know? great. Do you ever have plans to open a third location? I have plans to meet people. Or maybe who, do like pop-ups would, or stuff. Or. Yeah. I think that, I think, I never like to put the cart before the horse. But I can certainly tell you in some capacity I'll be affiliated with probably other pizzerias. Oh, okay. So like franchising kind of. Franchising, thing. licensing, and understanding. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of the guy of my own destiny. So every I mean, you have so many different, different avenues that you can yeah, go Yeah, I can down. do anything I yeah. want. So, you know, franchising is a, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I mean, it's. What do you think of Ray Kroc? Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. The last guy was on our podcast. He's a restaurant owner. What and, you um, say? That, was, that, did well, you say brilliant or a douchebag? No, no he, yeah. He, he loved him. That's what he said. He, he's he, fucking brilliant. In the, in the 20 questions, I say biggest inspiration or role model. He said Ray Kroc. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. It's my father. A lot of people yeah. say parents. Fuck my fuck Most Ray people Kroc say on parents. that. It's my father. Yeah. My father, man. With your father, you wouldn't be here. Fuck. <laughs> that guy I could never shine that dude's shoes. Yeah. Never shine his shoes. Did he teach you a lot about, uh, like, did he teach you anything specifically about how you wanted to become or like how you were as a person? It's a great or? fucking question. I think what he taught me more than anything, more than anything, is how to be a good dad. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like, that's what I know. How to be a good dad, like how you should be a good dad. Yeah. Um, which is a priceless card in your deck because mm. I was one lucky son of a bitch to have a still do thank god an unbelievable father it's awesome um he he taught me how to be a like if you were going to have children and be a husband yeah this is how you're a good dad and then it's pretty invaluable what he what he what he taught me which coming from rhode island um people outside of rhode island anticipate that be, uh, somebody like me is you know he stay you know he's cocky he's this he's that no i just kind of stay to myself to a certain degree. I'm very outspoken with you guys because we're doing a podcast. Yeah, right. But in the big scheme of things, I really, in this industry, I kind of stay to myself. Yeah. Like if I go to national trade shows, I, you'd be surprised. I kind of stay to myself. I'm out there. I'm walking around. My jacket looks like a NASCAR jacket. <laughs> People are like coming up to me. But the other guys in the industry, I'm not like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you? Yeah. You know, but um, he taught me to... Listen. Hmm, that's important. Listen. Hmm. Listen and listen. <laughs> and you will learn by listening. You don't have to fucking get crazy with your mouth. <laughs> and listen. Right. Like, listen. I know it sounds kind of funny, but to have, well, that's, that's your dad's legacy. It's his legacy for me because you, you, it's so important. Like, even if I did this, you ready? Watch. 
It's pretty powerful, right? <laughs> like just dead silence to just sit back and look and go. And you get to see who's going to talk first, too. Okay. You know? yeah. Okay. Who, yeah. It's like strategy of life. Like, just listen, man. You can always get your fucking point across. Yeah. You don't have to go, hey, how you doing? Okay, okay, we get it, man. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. We get it. Yeah. I, was, I was just in a, I just got a phone call. We were in a big group phone call. I have to be tactful how I do this, but we were in a big phone. There was a group of us in a phone call. And one of the people had to talk about, he brought up how he had to quote without saying it, but saying it, he had to let the group know how he pulled the string on this particular getting something done and if you wanted to be affiliated with this, you almost had to go through him. Like it was kind of like small dick syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I get mean? it. Like why, why the fuck you got to yeah. just don't say it at all? Yeah. Is like, it that important for you to take credit yeah. for like why? Like, well, it probably gives him validation. Validation in his own fucking mind. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't mean it comes off to you. Doesn't come like off. That. You're just a douchebag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like just don't say anything. Like why? Why is it so important? You have to prove your point. Why? You, you, what are you packing? What are you, what are you <laughs> packing? Nothing. What are you, what, are you gonna throw it on nothing on the table? Like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Just listen and you know. Yeah. There are many many people I've met. Many conversations I've had. I don't. I don't have to. I'm cool. I don't yeah. have to throw it out there. That's yeah. great advice because you never, you don't learn by talking. No, you learn by listening, listening and reading and learning. And mm. my father, who was the first generation American, got shit on in the education system because he was considered a wop and a guinea. Mm. So wops and guineas, they treated like shit in the school system. So he had to go work on construction at like 17. Because right. wow. he wasn't, what the fuck was he going to do? Right. 18, throwing rocks around being... And he joined the laborers' union, thank God, international. And thank God, because he's got a retirement. But, uh, you know, married my wife. My, 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 married my mom. My mom. Yeah. my mom was young. My mom was, I think, 18 when she had me. Um, and uh, they are still together, thank God. And uh, Your parents live, live Providence. local? Providence. They live in Providence. Awesome. Yeah, do, you, in, do you live in Providence as well or not? I live in Providence right now. Very cool. Yes, yes. I live in Providence. I live East side, I, west side? I'm not going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to say. Last time, you know something, dude? Last time I did some stuff on social media, I had, I had like, I had some groupies coming to Warren. Like, no way. Yeah, and I'm not, I wasn't used to it like years ago. Yeah. And I had like, women bringing their husbands and making oh their husbands God. sit and they're like, can I take a picture with you? And oh then my I, God. I'm like, this is a little weird. I don't know if I really want this. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird, you know? And yeah, it was yeah. kind of, it was getting a little, yeah. Eh, you need your privacy. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> it was like a little weird, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I live in a house. Nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Providence is cool though. I'm, I've been living in Providence for, to like two and a half years now. I like it a lot. It's a fun city. Providence Providence is a fun city, but I can only tell you, and this is very cliche, it was the shit in the 90s. It was the shit. In, and a, good, in a good way. Unbelievable way. Um, and then it's, 
I think it's seen better days. I think it can see better days again. Yeah. I think that Westminster Street is amazing. It's all built yeah. out again. Yeah. I think that... Like downtown Westminster you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I think that um, a strong leader... I think our city needs a strong leader. I think every city needs a strong leader. Mm -hmm. I think leaders are not... I think leadership... The, the leadership right. is born. I don't think it's made. You're either a leader. You either gut it in you or you don't. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, we do not... Sad to say, he's a great guy. I love Laws. I think he's a great guy. Nice yeah, guy. He seems but is he a good leader? I would have to say no. Sad to say. I mean, he's mm. a good person. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. I've talked to him many times. But as far as being grabbing the bull by the horns right you, you, you can't be loved by everybody yeah especially true. in politics well in politics in the state everybody has a road they want to go yeah. how about doing this get elected to the fucking position you get elected to do a good job and guess what i think everything will come good at that right why do you have to if you get elected to be the governor do a good fucking job as governor then if you want to be a state senator that shit will come right. if you're a good governor right. I mean, is that so difficult to fucking understand? I feel like they look at it, look at it as... Stepping stones. Yes, it's like, what, what can that office do for me instead of like... Well, how about just doing what's right and all the shit comes after that? Right. right. It's, it's so simple, it's hard. You know? That's a whole different fucking podcast. Yeah, that's, we could go on for hours about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that's all I fucking need, man. I sell pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I sell pizza, man. Uh, actually, my last thing. I, so I actually was thinking of you when I put this sweatshirt on. I know you have a big sneaker thing. I have a sneaker problem. Yes, what? I do. What's a guy like you? And uh, how'd you get into uh, the, the sneaker game? I got into the sneaker game because of my because of my wife. Okay. So listen to this shit. Because so, I've seen, I think I saw it was either a photo <laughs> on Instagram or something. You were at the sneaker junkie store on Dyer Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, my wife says to me like six years ago, maybe five or six years ago, and yeah. I always like sneakers. Period, but not to the point like. Like any obsession. Yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah. So my wife says to me, would you like to go to New York this weekend? I go, hon, we're in New York all the time. What are we well, uh, like, uh, there's like this sneaker thing and I want to go. I go, you want to go to what? She said, you know, like I want to go to a sneaker. I may want to buy a pair of sneakers. I said, you want to go to what? A sneaker show? What? What's this? <laughs> so um, we go to New York and she goes, now she's getting excited. Yeah. And she goes, do you, do you, um, do you, do you, do you have like money? Like, do you have do you have money? I go, hun, I always, I'm old school. I got cash on me all the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. She goes, no, no, like, do you have money? I go, yeah, I always carry money, money. Don't worry about it. She goes, no, like, money, money, money. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, no, like, we, you don't, this is like real deal shit. I'm like, this is stupid. Okay, come on. So we get in line. There's all these fucking little kids. Yeah, yeah. And like teenagers. And they're talking sneakers and they're talking business and they're talking commodity. They're talking about the shit that you learn in college. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> we get into the place, and she's like, okay, this is the sneaker I'm looking for, blah, 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 blah. Now we walk in, and this is what you hear. Yeah, how much you want for that pair of sneakers? What do you want? You want 300? I want to say that. You want to say I said buy 500. I'm, and I'm walking by kids, and they're yeah. these 12-year-old kids. Hustling. Are fucking hustling. <laughs> and they're talking about like, and I'm looking around going, holy shit, that was fucking me. Because I grew up in the flea market business. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'm like, my God, this is insane. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. So we go up to a booth and Christine goes, oh my God, there's the sneakers I want. And they're in a box wrapped in plastic. Yeah. 
And I go, okay, oh, what do you want? I go, what do you want? What do you? I go, she goes, you, you got to handle it. I can't do it. This is your, your thing. That's why she yeah. brought you. Yeah, that's why yeah. she brought me. <laughs> so there's this kid. He's not, he's like, I'm not kidding you. He's like 13, 14 years old. And he goes, I want 600. I look at my wife. I go, I go, I go, you fucking, you want you fucking things are $600. She goes, yeah, but I, I really want them. I go, I go, now I'm thinking 14 year old kid. Negotiate. I go, you, what do you want? He goes, man, I get, he goes, you ready? He goes, hey man, how you ready? It's kids, white as snow, <laughs> white as snow. He's got like, he's like white boy central. And 14. Like 14. <laughs> 65 pounds, yeah, looks yeah. like a little white, like hardcore white kid. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes like, hey man, 600, that's all I'm doing. And I go, I look at it, I go, I can't. I go, I'll give you a five cash. He goes, I don't want five cash. I get five cash every day. The best I'll do is 575. Take it or leave it. I go, oh my God. This is a little motherfucker. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. So Christine goes, nah, and wait, the best part is he moves on to me. And he grabs 400 from the kid right, right in front of me. And I go, oh, my God, this is nuts. She goes, that, that's it. I, I really want him. I go, okay, fuck it. So I, I go behind. I go, can I got to pay you. So his father, his father's quiet. And his father goes, okay. I go behind, and I'm counting money. And I think I'm being a, I think I'm kind of pulling a lot of money out. I turn to my right to look over the booth again. There's like six kids with like hundreds. Like I'm nothing. Oh my I was nothing. God. But what I didn't like was, and it wasn't none of my business, was the kid had a fucking wad and I carried oh, one. Oh, like a huge He had stack. a fucking knot that made me look like a joke. And oh people think I'm stupid. And I go, hey, dad. I looked at the father. I go, dad. You got to tell your son, no matter what, he's going to go easy because God forbid you two guys leave here. You got to, that's how, that yeah. kid, he was, he probably had five, six G's on He'd just be showing that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the problem? He was so used to it yeah. that it was just paper. Uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I get that because right. that's the flea market business. What a hustle. That's, yeah. So from that day on, I was like, I got to look into this. This is fucking uh, crazy. Yeah. So how I long ago on, was that? It was like six, seven years ago. So oh, now okay. I, I'm on StockX all the time. I'm on That's all funny. the sites. And I'm like, so you want to hear the, the, la- the last, uh, the sneakers? You got me stuttering because I love this shit. <laughs> you know the fucking sneakers I just scored? People, people don't. One kid, one kid fucking saw them on my fucking feet. I yeah. think uh, like, uh, oh, I was in Boston okay. last weekend. And he came up and he pulled my shirt. And he goes, dude, uh, you got some fucking sick sneakers on. Oh, that's funny. Japanese import, Japanese limited uh, import, um, uh, super um, superstars. Okay. A black and white classic, yeah. but they had the red in the back, so everything was in Japanese, okay. and they they weren't expensive. Yeah. You know, because you know it's not that important if yeah. something's expensive. Right. So they were old school black and whites, but Japanese import. It took me three. I put an order in, and I got them. I think about two two and a half three months later. So I put the order in. They cost me like 85, 90 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they weren't bad. bad. So I told my wife, I go, I go like this to her. Now, this is years later, right? Yeah. So I'm like, 
guess what I got? <laughs> she goes, what are you fucking talking about? I said, guess what I got? <laughs> I got a pivot Japanese old school psych and you can't wear them. She goes, you wouldn't know shit about that if it wasn't for me originally. Yeah, yeah. So she goes, the odds are you probably got fucking screwed. It's a shitbox site. I go, fuck you, hon. I'm getting it. <laughs> and then they came in the mail. So I, I was texting. I go, hon, we got... We got a big fucking problem at home. I got this box in the mail. I don't know what the fuck it is. She goes, what do you mean? What's going on? I go, I don't know, man. I said, I'm going to take a picture. You're going to have to show me. She goes, you fucking busting my balls. I go, no, don't worry. Don't worry. So I took a picture and I had him up and I go, I got my sneak. <laughs> I got my sneak. So now I put them on and every time I put them on, because I keep them clean as shit. Yeah. She goes, they're not that cool. I go, you're full of shit. <laughs> She's just jealous. She goes, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, ragging yeah. on you. Yeah, so, yeah, I got a, I got a couple of pairs. That's but I wear funny. them. I don't yeah. believe in, like, putting them away. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. have the people that throw them in their closet. That's and, I wear them. I yeah. buy them and wear them. But that was a good, that was a good question. Yeah. I forget when I saw it, but I saw it, and I was like, wow, he does not. Strike me as uh, a. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I've been looking for. What are you looking at, Bob? I'm trying to pull up the. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Maybe I can help you out. Maybe I know some, Maybe I know somebody. Oh, you've been looking for those Nike. I've the, been looking for these Jordans. Yeah. I so funny story was back in like January, February. I'm at Providence Place Mall. Yeah. And I was with a friend of mine, and he he pretty much he has like this this mid uh, Jordan shoe that he gets. Just he buys the same pair, and when they get like all dirty and trashy, he just goes and buys the sure. new one. They're like a, a very simple white and black. Sure. And so we were there one day, and he's getting his new pair. And I'm not a big sneaker guy like Jordans and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I like like regular sneakers. But uh, I saw this pair of Jordans, and the color was just like really cool. And I like tried them on, and they fit, they fit really nice. And I was like, how much are these? And the guy's like, 110. And I was like, ah. And I didn't really have a lot of money, so I was like, all right, I don't, you know, I'm not going to spend my money on this right now. I'm fine. <laughs> and ever since that day, I regret not getting them. Do you know why? Because I haven't been able to find them ever since. Because you got sucked in. <laughs> You're done. Here they are. He, Look we, at them. We even, we were on I sent him the I sent him the picture of it, Mike, and he's like, oh, wow, those it. are really cool. The Jordan mid shattered back. Oh, those are fucking hot. Yeah. See, if I put that on, I'd look like a douche because <laughs> that's like trying too hard. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. gotta, you gotta know your place. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I like to buy sneakers for my era. Okay, so if, yeah. I see Do you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Because people are like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know, that's from your era. I get it. Occasionally, I buy something new, but it's gotta be very. You gotta watch yourself. You gotta kind of know where you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm cool. You know, I wear whatever is in my era with a little, you know. I got I got a couple of my wife is a supreme kook, so she's oh, got really? like oh wow she's got six or seven really sick six supreme like Those things stuff. get expensive oh, oh yeah. yeah when I see that come in I go hon you gotta go easy <laughs> she's got a ja she's got like a winter jacket she's got some limited she's got like four or five limited pieces I'm a Chrome Hearts guy okay I don't know if you have guys if you've ever heard of Chrome Hearts no. yeah but I'm a Chrome Hearts guy. I have like a massive Chrome Hots problem. I was trying to see if you had any photos on your Instagram of any of your sneakers. No, I've got I like three. Them. I go easy. But that's that's funny you mentioned that because yeah. that's going to be a a new heavy theme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's a whole nother culture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Culture. Yeah. And you know what? It's sneakers. Yeah. You know, that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's fucking sneakers. Yeah. Come on. Cool. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, Billy, I appreciate all the time, man. Yeah. This Anytime, has been great. Guys. This has been yeah. fun. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll have to uh, catch up on some old fashioned. Let's do it again and, some know? other yeah, time. We'll yeah. talk some other bullshit and yeah. throw it down. Uh, you know? Give yourself a little shout out and, and tell people what's been going on about the events. Uh, Chef Billy Manzo, Federal Hill Pizza Company, Providence, Rhode Island. Massive events going on. Uh, we plug away, do a ton of stuff for your community, mm-hmm. my community, your community. Um, last thing I'll say is thank you. Oh, hey, love it. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Right on. Check them out, guys. Uh, they got tickets for uh, the little private events that I was at last week. Small groups. You go and he'll teach you all about the history of pizza. Get to actually make one, and I'm telling you, they're done in about three minutes. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> uh, but it's amazing pizza. So the class isn't done in three minutes. Though. No, not the class. Yeah, the class is about two hours. And, and then you get time. to drink some beer. And you get yeah, to drink some beer. Yeah, it's a good time. Okay, uh, cool. So check them out, guys. Uh, they are on Chalkstone Ave in Providence, Main and, Street in Warren, and Main Street in Warren. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Head to our Instagram page at Up in Your Biz Pod. Check out some of our clips up there. Catch you guys on the next episode.